All right, fan owners, you, you, we, we all need to sit down. We need to discuss. All right. I know what team I'm on, but I need to know what team you guys are on. Are you guys on Team Jacob or Team Edward? Team Jacob. Matt? Uh, team Team Bella, where she goes and scissors herself in the corner. Oh. <laughs> oh. In every Matt way that can... asexual pop. Bella. I mean, I'm fine <laughs> with that, too. I was, I, That wasn't an option. So you either got to pick the vampire or the werewolf. You mean the uh, abuser and the Unleashed. regular guy? I, I played Sonic Unleashed as a kid, so I'll go with the werewolf. Okay, so we have two Team Jacobs here. I will be the third Team Jacob. This is a Team Jacob-only fanfiction reading, please. So if you're on Team Edward... Uh, Die. Die. No, like, like seriously, what is wrong with you? Because Edward I, is, is, a, is a gaslight gatekeep girl boss... He is a gaslight gatekeep girl boss, and the only reason you'd ever like him is if you're a really big fan of the Batman. Not to be confused with Batman. Yes. Dude, Vengeance is in Twilight? I didn't know that. Yeah. Robert Pattinson is actually another bat-related thing in another media where it's all about emo girls and like Robert Vengeanceson? Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, hello everyone. Welcome to Say Thing You Can Fan in. Uh, I, I want to pre- preface this by saying if you haven't watched our two year anniversary, we read a certain little popular fan fiction that I was like, we we shouldn't ever read, period. But we did it anyways for the anniversary. And Hell yeah. it was called My Immortal. And I'm sure that many of you are familiar with this fan fiction, but I don't think many of you are familiar with possibly another work of Tara uh, Gillsby's next, you know, fan fiction. Which is for Biden fruit, the temp, the temptation of Edward Cullen. <laughs> this has been reposted by uh, Percy Pones Gaia, or Gaia or whatever, uh, with a My Little Pony profile picture, uh, with the description of a Mary Sue comes to town, falls in love with Deadward and steals him from Bella. It pretty much goes downhill from there. Nice. I will say. There are some things I actually kind of like about Twilight. It's very far and few in between. Uh, like the the baseball scene where like vampires have to go play baseball during thunderstorms because they're so powerful. I thought that was cool. Yeah. My, my experience with Twilight is that I, I saw the first movie and I thought it was actually pretty good. And then I saw the second movie and I wasn't really big of a fan. But most of my Twilight knowledge comes from uh, the Dom's review of the books. They're not very gr- great, although I can say that uh, uh, Stephanie Meyer is a great uh, horror writer, and she should have probably start just made horror books instead of writing her weird abuse fantasy stories. Imagine if Twilight wasn't a fantasy, and it was actually just straight up a horror romance abuse novel. Well, you wouldn't. You don't want to have paranormal uh, paraphilia in in your work. You don't want you don't want that. No, I don't want a gaslighting vampire to <laughs> skew, skew it. Where Edward is definitely like a villain, and he's like preying on this girl. Like it's a whole like it's like, horror. Like yeah, like unquestionably skew. he is evil. There's there's no oh, but he's so misunderstood. No, just he's straight up evil. Maybe some sympathy, but like no, straight up, this is not who you should be rooting for. Is that why you guys are all Team Jacob? 
Yeah, except for the part where Jacob becomes a pedophile in the, for, the fourth book. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Where, where, I'm only... where she made she made grooming part of werewolf lore. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. personally on Team Jacob because uh, Taylor Lautner played Shark Boy from the hit movie Shark Boy <laughs> and Lava Girl. I honestly repressed the thought that he was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl sometimes. He was also in Hook. I forgot who he played, but he was in Hook. Oh my god, he was. You're right. Yeah, so he he's playing some based movies. Uh he's also I only know some very unbased movies. Yeah. Namely Twilight. Yeah. I only know Robert Pattinson from The Batman and from this movie because I don't really follow his filmology that much. Uh, if you're looking for good Robert Pattinson yeah. movies, I, I recommend uh, Good Time, which is about him being a bank robber, and then there's The Lighthouse with him and Willem Dafoe. Oh, I heard they're, about that one. They're they're certified hood classics. Okay, I'll have nice. to check those out. So he, he they've both been both been in base movies. All right, I think it's time that we begin. I'll I'll, I'll start off with the intro, if that's okay with everyone. Go right ahead. Here's a repost, the famous fanfic for Biden Fruit, The Temptation of Edward Cullen, written by someone named Becky Mack 666, who may or may not be Tara Gillsby in disguise, which if you read the description is about a Mary Sue. Shocking, I know. I've never thought I've seen a bigger Mary Sue than Bella coming to forks and falling in love with Deadward. Like many other fics with Sue's, this one had bad spelling purple pros, and loads of other bullshit. Read at your own risk. Hmm. And if we go to chapter one, you can immediately tell. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I do the... Can, can I do chapter one? Yes, you can, you can do, do chapter, chapter one, Matt. you got to be the author's note, Michael, though. Okay. It's the only thing that makes sense. Author's note, hey guys, this is the new improved version of my story. Hope it's better this time. BTW, I am young and have dyslexia. I find spelling hard, but it's meant to be informal, okay? No criticism, please. Tis story goes out to my BF, Zach. Kisses. And my best friend, Tiffy. Love you, girl. Edward is our god. We want to sex him good. Love and blood, Becky Mac. XXXXXXX. Update. <laughs> I have a proofreader, and I have cleaned up the spelling and grammar on this, chap- on this chapter a hell of a lot, as you will see. Thank you, Vicky. I will be improving the next chapters soon. That's a bit, right, about being dyslexic. There's not this isn't dyslexia. This is just laziness. Yeah, I don't. Uh, as someone who doesn't have this, I, like, I don't have dyslexia, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't get this extreme. Someone can definitely fact check me on that. I'm not going to speak like I uh, I know shit. But... I'm pretty sure this isn't dyslexia. Anyways, <clears throat> chapter one, Atlantiana. Hey, my name's 
wait, no, Sergio should do the first chat. Should probably narrate because it's a girl. There's no, there's no, there's no dialogue. Just go, go just go ahead and do it because there's, oh, there's God. no like. Oh no! Yeah, just go ahead, please. My name's Atlantiana Rebecca Lauren, but everyone calls me Tiana or just plain Tia. I am a 16-year-old girl and I live in Forks, Washington. My hair is long and pale, like spun gold and skims to my waist like a pale shimmering amber mist. Imagine a 16-year-old girl describing herself that way to you. My eyes are deep, forget-me-not blue, and my delicate features are lily white and pure as the winter snow and moonlight. I've been it's told not features, by- it's ventures. Ventures are lily white and pure as the winter snow and moonlight. I've been told by loads of sleazy, ugly, horny guys that I'm real pretty and look like a model or a bunny girl. Some of the guys who like me are really old and try to make up with me. It's disgusting and weird. But basically, a lot of the girls I meet tell a different story. They say I'm too ivory white and ethereal and too skinny and that I look anorexic, which I don't care about, but I think it's seriously disrespectful to people with real eating disorders. By the way, I'm so totally not anorexic. I eat loads. I just never gained weight and I'm not thin enough to be anorexic. Anyways, I think they were just being matches. Especially this one ratty brain, ratty brain called Ellie Mayfair, who I hope freaking dies in pain with shit on her face. Sorry, I'm not really a batch, but she is so horrible. If you met her, you'd think the same. Anyways, I am quite tall and slim, but with really big boobs that I used to hate because they look noticeable on my slender body and draw too much attention. But now I like them and don't care who stares at them. I have a lippery and recently put black and indigo and magenta streaks in my long, pale blonde hair. I smell like mint and cinnamon. I wear mostly black and hot pink, deep purple and neon blue and listen to cool music. I don't think she smells like mint. She probably smells like a fucking hot topic. No, I think she smells like cinnamon. I don't think she smells like that either. She probably smells like glue from the Hot Topic clothes. (laughs) It is my first day at school in Forks as I just moved here to live with new foster parents, Dave and Marie. They're nice and all very whole, some sweet people, but it is not like having a real family. I've been hurt. Too many times to let people close to me and I don't talk to them. Very real mom died when I was born and I never knew my real dad. I sometimes wonder what he's like and if I will ever get to met him. Dave gave me a ride to school and I smiled faintly as he wished me good luck and I got out of the car and went to the school. Loads of people freaking stared at me as I walked down the hall. I was wearing tight black leather pants with silver chains at the waist and a red fishnet like top and you can see my black lacy bra through it. Who let you do that? That's what uh, the, that's the real mom. parents were. But her <laughs> parents are dead. So I guess <laughs> that line of thought ended where it began. Yep. I ignored whispers and the big pink cheerleader imbecile imbozzles pointing at me. I was used to it and I paid no attention to the guys asking desperately for my number. Like how I'd even look at the horny little donkeys and told a ditzy blonde cheerleader called Jessica to shut the fuck up. When she called me a freak next time she tries anything i'll hit her in the eye because no one messes with me no more my first day i was relay bored i sat gazing out of the window into the gray cloud and bittered sky for most of the morning my teachers all looked at me disprovable but said nothing because they probably knew i was a foster kid and a gothic and didn't want to upset me in case i cut them up as they slept comma period my ears are pierced 
four times. I have a tattoo of a scorpion, like as my birth sign on my ankle and my gothic cross on my shoulder. And on my hand, I have a weird birthmark in the shape of a seven-pointed star that I've had all my life. You're probably wondering why I'm bothering to tell you this. Well, I tell you now, I am no ordinary 16-year-old girl. I have a secret, dark and forbidden secret, which, as in the person, I am only just beginning to understand. When I sleep, I hear whispers in another language. And even though I understand them at the time, when I wake up, I can't remember it. Oh my god, she's schizophrenic! Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, god. Oh god, man. So god, no. Uh, mental health awareness needs to be more important in, a, in the United States. It needs to be more important, yeah, and just in general. The consequences of Reagan's dismantling of the mental health institutions of the United States have had lasting consequences. This has been So You Think You Can Fanon, a thinking moment. Uh, I also see weird faces in my dreams that fade to nothingness when I open my eyes, and I swear, out of the corner of my eye, my birthmark glows shocking bright gold and gets really hot sometimes. But when I look properly at it, it is back to normal boarding scar color. I am really graceful, like the running antelopes when I run very fast and I'm stronger and faster than most people. I used to just think I was relay athletic, but now I'm not so sure. I think there might be something else at work, something so much more mysterious and eerie. The truth hovers so softly on the brink of my memory sometimes, but if only I could remember the weird things that clung to the edge of my mind as I slept. Yeah, fuck those lopes. I hate lopes too. Anti-lopes. I'm anti-lope. At lunch, I sat alone in the corner and scanned the cafeteria quietly with my eyes smoldering dark blue beneath my long black lashes and my slim thighs curled under me. It was the N I noticed, an unbelievably jot, droopingly hot, hot, hot dude with tossed blondie brown hair, golden yellow eyes like wells of hot caramel and pale sexy features. He was tall and muzzle and looked like he was wearing eyeliner and my body got hot and cold all at once as I looked at him. I'd never felt this way about anyone before and I had totally never felt this weird feeling that I had met someone before but I had no idea where and I knew it was impossible because I'd freaking remember someone that hot. A girl sat next to him with long brown hair with her arms dripped over him like a freaking flesh-eating plant so i thought well whatever he's taken she wasn't nearly as hot as he was she wasn't ugly though i figured i was maybe prettier than her i never really saw myself as beautiful but i guess from things other had said plus this girl wasn't great looking but anyways i'd never try to pilch with another girl's bf because that's just low so i got up to leave the hall thinking i'd go and smoke some bald drugs in the locker room while no one was there damn I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm like I'm listening in to like a bunch of like teenage girls just talk about like what happened at school. Like they're just te- relaying the story. <laughs> yeah, like she is she's explaining about this like one dude that she saw to like her friend group, and they're just intently listening in about like like it's like oh so how did you meet your boyfriend? Oh, let me tell you, he was so hot, H A W T, hot. But there was this girl who sat next to him with long brown hair, and I thought it was prettier than him. But I, I, I never saw myself as beautiful. Like this is what it, this is what it feels like. It, like the di- the entire writing just feels like I you're hope- listening to somebody else talk to their friends. I hope I'm accurately summarizing the uh, the sheer amount of teenage girl in this writing. Yeah.
tween girl, I should say. <clears throat> Let's see. There I was. As I waked over to he exit, I couldn't help but notice the hot pale guy's musky eyes as they met mine. Oh my god, his eyes smell? Jesus, get away from him. Locked away hurriedly. I smocked dope in the locker room for a bit, then I wandered to my next class. I bumped into someone in the corridor, and my box fell everywhere. Frick, frick, frick! What the fuck? I screamed loudly. Watch where you're freaking going, asshole. I have anger problems. I'm so, so sorry. I said in a voice like wet heaven yo that's my favorite jojo stan please forgive me milady it was the hot pale guy so what do you think so far i am enthralled by the incredibly hilarious <laughs> writing on the hand here i i can see i can see why the, the the thought is that it might have also been written by tara gillespie it has the same <laughs> style but it's not exact. I can definitely see that this might be an imposter. Because it's hard to tell. I don't know if this was ever posted under her account, which I guess would be the... Well, no, it wasn't. It was by a different account. Yeah. Uh, my Immortal was taken off of fanfiction.net yeah. by admins. So, but at least, at least from doing some Google searches, I can't, can't, uh, I can't see any other evidence of... Uh, this being related to Tara Gillespie other than it's been uh, in the same style. Yeah, that's fair. A similar I mean, prose. I've always been in the in like the personal headcanon route that like my immortal is a hundred percent made ironically. Like there is no way that like anyone would sit down and think that's genuinely good. Like it, it, it Yeah, like that to me is a hundred percent ironic and the way that it continued being written and continued being updated was strictly for a long running joke. This, this gen, like this feels a little bit more believable as someone actually trying this to write something as like a juvenile. This is slightly more believable. Not, yeah. not much, but slightly. I mean, it's not good, but like it's slightly more believable than whatever the fuck happened in my immortal. Just slightly, not by much, not by much. Yeah. So, uh, Sergio, do you want to take it away, or do you want me to take chapter two? Uh, I can take it. You can read the author's note. Author's note: Vincent, or whatever your name is. Thanks for the lame review. You total d star star star. No one is macking. You read this fic. If you don't like it then leave celestial zodiac and Brittany j thanks for the advice on my character but she's not a mary sue she's not perfect look she has anger problems and she looks like the way she does for a reason i will explain it as the story goes on all right and also doing some research the only thing i can find actually relating to them being is just people going i think they're the same person i actually found an old geocities page uh where so where this girl named alice uh makes the claim that they believe that they are separate people but of about uh whether or not this was written by tara gillespie or not it's time to read <gasps> chapter two edward the anger faded form my sapphire eyes whatever i said sweatily 
I didn't mean to yell and to be ride. Thou art too beautiful for that, he said, and for once I didn't feel like cock dropping the guy for paying me a compliment. Instead, I just smiled. I'm you, Dard Cullen, he murmured. Who are thee? Altat. Tiana Lauren, but you could just call me Tiana, or maybe Tia, I said, feeling shy at the way he was looking at me. I had seen that look in so many male eyes, but never quite as intense or sexy. His eyes burned like hot gold velvet in the midday sun, like peonyx feathers and rainbows, so gold and magical. Thou reminds me of bygone times, he said, carefully retching out a shaking hand and brushing my cheek. Thy face is like an old painting. Thou is exceptional. You're not so shanky yourself, but I couldn't help but noticing you have a freaking GF, you ass. I saw you you with her in the cafeteria. I notched his hand hard with my long black nails. Thee did notice me then, he purred with a sly grin. I was up against the wall with his face close to me now. He wanted to sex me. I could tell. And suddenly he was kissing me. I felt like my slim legs would break in half as I was being sexually assaulted. My heart expanded like a big balloon. I felt his hand sliding softly down my neck and underneath my top. Aren't aren't they in a high school right now? They are. They are. He... He stoked my breasts for a few minutes, and his mad carrot standing in action as hard as a rock against my legs. And then he ripped my top and pulled it off of me and doped it on the floor. We made it out for ten minutes, and then he tried to take off my bra, but I pushed him away, suddenly thinking, What the fuck, T.R.? Are you just gonna let this total stranger take your cloths off in school where anyone could see you? I'd never let a guy kiss me before or touch me, and suddenly I was letting this cheating sicko with a frickin' GF... Sounds like fucking Christian. Grope me just because he was uber hot and with sexual hair and cold as death. I was acting like a biatch and a slut, and I was suddenly very ashamed of my actions. Bastard. Never touch me again, I gasped. If thou thinks you can keep thou hands off me, he answered all smug. I couldn't believe how much how he made me feel so angry and so arused at the same time. At that moment, I never hated any boy more in my whole life. And the worst part of it is that he was so freaking hot. I was totally creaming my panties. Yo! <laughs> Damn. I'm getting arused reading this, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Something is a ruse around here. All right. Author's note. Hi, guys. Hope you like this one. I'm quite proud of it. Thanks for the support from my friends. Love you, girl. Or sorry. Love you, girls. Glad you like it. Oh, and Vincent. Er, so dumb. Of course, Tia didn't go to math in her only her bra. She's not a total ditz. One more time. Don't read if you don't like it. No freaking flames. What is the point of flaming people? There is no point. So F off. Chapter three, Uncle Larry. I'm really worried about this one. I don't like I don't like Uncle Larry and what we just read. So uh, let's let's get going. I I said. Alone, watching TV at Dave and Mary's house. I couldn't stop thinking about my encounter with 
Woodward colon. Earlier that day, he was so beautiful and sexy with such amazing hair and eyes, I could hardly believe he had noticed someone like me. But I was angry at how he made me feel. How I'd burnt like crimson hot flame when he touched me, and how he'd not listened to me when I'd told him to fring off, and how he dared to touch me at all when he had a GF anyways. Even if she was a mean girl with an ugly heart and not that hot. But no matter how much I tried to hate him, I simply couldn't. Suddenly the phone rang. Hello? Hey, is this Atlantiana? Yeah, who is this? I asked. It's Mike Newton from your class. I was wondering if you wanted to go to La Pluche with me tomorrow night, maybe? There's a party on the beach. That's beach with E-E, not E-A. With a whole crowd of us going, and I thought you seemed really nice, so I thought maybe you'd want to my my date please aren't you the guy who hangs out with all the pathetic ch- cheer leaders and stuff that's cheer with e a r not e e r <laughs> i asked you mean bella and jessica's gang oh sorry this is a guy you mean bella and jessica's gang sometimes i guess but they're way too shallow and not as hot as you And they can be mean sometimes. Then why do hang out right when them? Then you shallow creep. And why are you asking me out when you hardly know me, Mike? Cause you think I'm hot? Why can't you see you're just as shallow if you want to date someone just cost of what they look like? Hey, I don't mean to be that guy, but hey, um, Tia, I, I'm pretty sure that you creamed yourself over a guy just because he was hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that pretty anyways. And even if I was, I'm so screwed up in the brand. You can't even imagine. You what? Who would no want to date me if you knew, as in N-E-W, how screwed up I was? I would, Tia. Believe me, I would. You're possessive so beautiful you can't even imagine. You're possessive so pretty people lose their minds when you're possessive around and forget their names. That's there as in T-H-E-R-E. And forget to breathe. How can't you have noticed that? And I don't care how screwed up you are. It only makes you more interesting. You're possessive, cool, and different. And you are honest about stuff. You are right to be angry with me. I'm sorry for being shallow and dumb. Just give me a chance to show you how much I care, please. Well, okay, maybe... It'll go along if I don't have anything else to do, I said, not believing a word he said about how pretty I was. Thank you, Atlantiana. Thank you so much. He sounded so happy. I couldn't help but smile as I put the phone down, but my smile faded as I returned to my thoughts. Mike Newton was kind of cute, 
and seemed like an okay guy, but he was nothing next to Ed, sorry, Eudrard Colon. Even though I was anger with Edward than I have ever been with anyone in my life, and part of me wanted to chop his head off with a sore, I, a part of my soul, would always would always remain in that corridor where we had kissed so hard and passionately. I creamed myself. My heart had soared that day like never before, and I knew that no one else would ever make me feel like that again. That was new without a K, by the way. Then I thought how he was a cheater and a bastard and my face burnt with shame. I couldn't believe I had behaved like such a whore. That's without a W. Because you had the L. I was scared of the effect he had on me. Bye, Tia. We'll be back on Thursday, okay? Amari put her head, rinned the door suddenly. Okay, then. Have fun. I wi- Sorry. Okay, then. Have fun. I whispered clamily. Dave and Mary were visiting relatives for a few days. You look so pretty, she said, smiling. You're possessive, the prettiest grill I've ever seen. Oh my god, whatever. I reply. I hated when people say that. I pulled my blonde hair over my face. I was wearing a short, hot pink dress, cut low, with black lace frills at the bottom and black lace stockings. Dave's brother Larry will be looking after you while we're gone. You'll be okay when we're gone, won't you, Tia? I hate to leave in you alone like this. I don't need a freaking babysitter, you know. I, you know, I was so embarrassing. I could look after myself. Mary smiles and leaves the house. Greeting a uh, semicolon, Latiana. My name's Uncle Larry, said Uncle Larry. He came in through the door. He was fat and bald with tiny black eyes and a red face. Hey, I said. You're possessive the orphan, aren't you? He says. Is it true you killed your mother when she gave birth to you? What? I cry, my eyes filling with tears. You're possessive and evil bitch. Without the tea, Artie, go outside and wash my car, he shouts angrily. I stood up and left to wash his car. I got soap and a bucket, afraid of what he would do if I refused. I went outside and started to wash Hush car. It was a red Porsche. He came outside and watched me, and I knew he was watching me. After a minute, he came over and hit me hard across the face. WTF, I shouted. He poured the bucket of water all over me and hit me again. I was wet and crying, and he started to rip my dress and bra off me and rip my clothes. He touched my naked breasts, and I tried to push him off. I screamed at him at to stop, but he didn't. That's not where the apostrophe goes. Oh, jeez. He bent me over the bonnet of his car and spanked oh, no. me on the ass for half oh, an hour. No. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not, all right, I'm not going to read this rest part. You already know what's going on. What the fuck is uh, Let this? me just, let me just, let me just skip a little bit ahead. When he finally stopped, he left me on the floor and I spat in my face and left me there. I pulled on my clothes and cried madly and ran off into the seething darkness of the midnight street. I ran and ran until I came to some woods and then I fell down in the woods and cried. Suddenly, a blast of white light exploded in my head, and my mark on my head. 
hand burned like a flame. It's Sora, it's Dick Sucker, he's here. I closed my eyes and saw the face of a tall white man looking over me with no expression. Never mind, it's Matt. His eyes were burning red with face glimmered cold and bright at the moon, comma. I fell back from the brightness of his body. His hair was dark as night. Atlantiana? He whispered in a voice softer than clouds. My daughter? OMG, I whispered as my mind went blank and the world went dark. This was a mistake. This was a bit of a mistake. This was a mistake. This was a whole, this was a terrible, terrible mistake. Oh, why does this exist? Why does this exist? Also, I on TV tropes, I found there is a, because like on My Immortal, there's like, for the My Immortal version of these fan, there apparently was a Gurren Lagann fan fiction called Gurren Lagann Hen that was My Immortal level bad, but the link to it from fanfic.net is, it's not there anymore, and I don't know if there's any way to find it, but there was a TV tropes page for it at some point. It's probably somewhere. It's got to be probably somewhere. somewhere. Hmm. Well, on to chapter four. Or do we want to? What do we want to do here? <sighs> Dude, I, I I don't know, man. I, I I just don't want. I I was like I saw the chapter title of Uncle Larry, and I immediately just went, "Oh God, no." <laughs> Like, it's obvious what was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't. don't It's the low-hanging fruit. Well, on to the next chapter, I suppose. Yeah, we can do another chapter. There's nothing nothing like that in this chapter. I I looked through it. It's fine. Uh, Michael, do you want to do the author's note again? Of course. Author's note equals no flames, please. There's no point. If you didn't like my story, don't read it. It's as simple as that. BTW, Atlantiana is not a Mary Sue. Because, look, if she is not perfect and not everyone in the story likes her, she has problems and she has flaws and she's unhappy. Would you like her life? I know I wouldn't. That's no, as in like, no and oh. It's totally tragic and horrible. You flammers aren't even making sense, one. I, chapter four, La Push. I sat quietly on the La Push beach apart, formed the party that was going on beside me. Mike Newton was following me round like a pulpy, and he was so boring. None of the things he had to say were interesting, but I was nice to him because he wasn't a bad guy. My thoughts were elsewhere. I could stop thinking about the events of last night when uncle larry had just started rapping like m&m and i had i had very my scary vision in the forest and a tall bracket ale guy in my mind had killed me his daughter i didn't understand any of i felt so so awful that i have been wrapped to by m&m by that hideous pervy sicko when i had been saving myself for the right guy to rap to me and for marriage and my virginity was just my rap virginity 
OMG, Mike, what what are you doing talking to her? I turned around. Oh, no, this, these are four nasty bitches, not the uh, the main girl here. I turned around and saw four nasty faces leering at us. It was the chair litters I had seen in the cafeteria. And one of them was the girl dating Edward Eudard Cullen, the brown haired girl who was standing at the back looking muty, but not saying anything. Stop being mean, Jessica, Mike said angrily. Tia's, Tia's awesome. And if you can't see that, it's just you being blind and shallow and stupid like all you always are. Uh, what, what, what do we do for Jessica's voice? Did we do Jessica yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, look at her clothes. She looks like a stupid goth bitch with her slutty top and short skirt and fishnet, fishnet tight. I see a rat hooker or what? Jessica screamed. She was really ugly when she shouted, even though she was technology, a hot chick, and was dressed in skimpy pink clothes. Let's see who's talking here. You know what, Jess? You and your friends are so shallow, and you are the real slut. You and Bella and Angela and Lauren may wear short skirts and low-cut tops and stuff, but that doesn't make you beautiful. It's what's underneath that counts, Mike shouted. Yeah, speaking of which, said a sly blonde girl in the gang who was called Lauren pointing at me. What's with her breasts? They're huge. I bet they're fake. She laughed, and her friends all laughed too, even Bella and Angela, who'd been quiet until then. I got up and pushed them past and ran away into the darkness. I could hear them all laughing at me, and I felt so embarrassed. I was really sensitive about the waist I looked. I hated the fact that it made all girls hate me and all guys stare at me. I would have been given anything to be ugly or just inviable. I wasn't stuck up and didn't think I was beta than anyone else because of how I looked. I just wanted people to treat me like a normal person. I couldn't stop help being slim and blonde with really big boobs. It wasn't my fault. I hadn't done anything wrong. Let's see. Who is this? Are you okay? Said someone from beside me. Who are you? I asked. Three really pretty Goth girls were standing there smiling at me, and I smiled back. We're Tiffany, Abigail, and Rochelle, they said, smiling. You seem cool. Do you want to be our friend? Yeah, of course. I'm just a bit melancholy because these horrible cheerleaders were being mean jerks and saying my boobs are fake, I said. Oh, my God. You mean Jessica and... <laughs> I, was about, I was about to read Bella's as Ballas from fucking San Andreas. <laughs> Yo, Jessica and Ballas. You mean Jessica and the Ballas? They hate us too because we don't care what they think, said Tiffany. They're just jealous because you're the prettiest girl in the school now and they're all playing next to you. But we don't care about stuff like that. We only care about people's personalities. Cool, I said. And we talked for hours. I talked to Tiffany, Rochelle, and Abigail for hours. And these were so cool. I never had proper friends before who didn't care what I looked like or where I came from. They just looked like for me. And I liked them because they were uber cool and we had loads of stuff in common. After a while, they all went home and I stayed on the beach. It was getting late, but I didn't want to go home to Uncle Larry in case he... (laughs) I've worn out the M&M joke. Suddenly, I heard a voice from behind me. One dear, now seem to be causing quite a stir at school. His voice was smooth and sexy, and from another time, Edward. 
What do you mean? I demanded. Basically, every gay at school wants to have sex with thee, and every girl wants to eat thee alive for it. How's that for causing a stir, my lady? He smiled and kissed my neck. Shut up, jerk. By the way, I met your girlfriend before, Bella. I think her name is. I don't like her or anything, but how the hell can you cheat on her like that and kiss me how you did? It's sick. You're a cheating bastard. I should tell everyone. Tiffany told me you and Bella are like the school's golden couple or something. What would happen if I told people how you would act in the corridor with me? Oh, gee, sweet lady. I must not tell anyone. Wow, he lost his shit. He screamed. It was a moment of madness, that's all. I'm so, so sorry for what happened. I hope Vine can forgive me, but I promised myself to Bella, and that's just how it is. No matter how much thou interests me. Fine, then stay the fuck away from me. I shouted as I left to go home, but he followed me and grabbed me and pushed me down on the grind. I was burning with anger and fury, but I wanted him so deftly. I didn't even try to resist him. He knew how much I wanted him and it drove me mad. He put his hands inside my panties and I gasped. I suddenly desperate to sex with him and I tore my clothes off. I was in my underwear. I took my bra and showed him my naked, heaving breasts. Have sex with me now, Edward. I can't. Bees. 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 Uh, I want to point out to, to, to these to these terrible fans, because it's been a while since we've had a classic episode of Sweet Thingy Fan, where we, we read something absolutely horrible that we found. But uh, why do fanfic authors think it's so easy to rip off your clothes? Maybe it's just because I'm not I'm not all that strong, but it's like, bruh, this is a nice shirt, I'm just going to rip it off. Rip his Serge, clothes off. Serge, do you not, do you not wear tearaway pants and clothes every single day of your life (laughs) are you just not expecting to have somebody run up to you grab your fucking clothes rip them clean off your body and then just start like kissing you and stuff (laughs) that'd be sexual assault so no i don't want that (laughs) (laughs) don't you ever want to go streaking on new year's no it's because that's illegal All right, let's see here. Where were we? Oh, yeah. I can't. He said, although his body was on top of mine and his fingers touched my nipples. Please, I'm begging you. I said, hating myself for being such a dirty whore, but unable to control my burning desire. No! He shouted and ran away crying. Pussy. Edward's a pussy. Or is he a gentleman? Thoughts? Uh, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman for not uh, um, uh, committing public not, indecency. Not being Eminem. Not, <laughs> I shouldn't say being Eminem. Not performing Eminem live in front of her. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Oh, there's one last thing. I put my clothes back on slowly, feeling so ashamed and embarrassed I could hardly move. I couldn't believe I begged him to do sex on me. And even worse, he'd said no. I went home and Uncle Larry made me cook his dinner. <laughs> yeah, don't just don't even. Don't even. Don't even. We're on Spotify. We gotta keep our we gotta keep our look, 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 guys, guys. <laughs> I'm just 
I'm just saying, guys, if you're listening to this and you're reading along with us, you probably see it on your screen. You already know what happens. I don't think we need to complicate things. <laughs> Is that would that really get us off of Spotify? Can, can really we, we can we just not say the R word? Let's just let's just not. Just, you you know if you know we already we already went over it with Uncle Larry. If you knew what was going to happen with Uncle Larry, you already know what happened. There's no re- you can you could just add you could just add the part at the end afterwards the the part like what what does he what does he use to physically harm her? Uh, a shoe. <laughs> Hit me. Alright, I'll I'll read the the part before the R word and the part after the R word. Because I I don't know why. But the sentence Uncle Larry made me cook his dinner and suck his cock while he ate and then beat him with a sh that's horrible. I don't know why it's so funny in this context. I just can't take it seriously. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a reminder to uh, all uh, aspiring fan fiction writers. Um, don't don't use ver- sexual assault as a way for uh, character uh, see, drama. See, 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 I'm just imagining Akiko from Common Writer Double with her sandal, fucking beating Tiana. <laughs> uh, okay, don't sexual violence. Uh, uncomfortable sexual situations are i disagree i think they're perfectly fine to include as drama if you handle them very carefully and tastefully if you just include them for the sake of inclusion or as part of like a fantasy i i mean i can't stop you but maybe maybe don't Look, all Maybe I'm saying consider the option of don't. I think that's a great option. Yeah. All I'm saying is like, you know, 99% of the time, I would say 99.99% of the time as a beginner writer, if you're writing a fan fiction about your beloved series and uh it's not like a sexual desire of yours for that to happen and it's not and it's clearly smut, like if Look, if it's clearly smart and that's just something that gets you off, if that's what sure, you like, man, whatever, go, go hard. I don't care. But if like, if you like, if you're writing something that is like anything else, you know that other ninety nine point nine nine percent, not the point zero one where you're writing smut for yourself for a weird perverted fantasy. I'm talking about the 99.99% of people that genuinely write fiction and think it's it's the way to spice things up is just some good old sexual assault. Maybe don't, don't. take that out of context. <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't have the sexual violence. It can be, I'll admit, it can be a little off-putting. In this context, I think the the suck his cock is just ingrained in my brain as hilarious because we constantly talk about sucking cock. I think the phrase cock-sucking man has been literally seared into my neurons as peak comedy. 
But yeah, I, uh, if the, if the cock is doing something to to the other person in a non consensual manner, you know that if it's like in a serious context, yeah, I'd be I'd be a little creeped out. I'd be like, what what's going on here? And if your goal is to creep me out, you, you know what? Sure, you you probably did a great job because I'll almost certainly be creeped out. But you know. Try not to do it most of the time. That's that's my advice. That's that's our advice. Yeah. Don't do it most of the time. This this is coming from somebody who wrote a character who was physically assaulted by their parents. Who, at me, by the way, I I don't know if you know if people consider being spanked as a child because they did something wrong and they have to go in timeout as uh, assault or you know abuse. But uh, usually it's a pretty wise decision to just. Uh, not write it in very poor tastes. Mm-hmm. People actually yeah. go through this. It's almost it's almost like, you know, just because it happens in real life doesn't mean that it gives you the permission to write it in a distasteful fashion. That would be the equivalent of somebody sitting down and writing some fucked up things about whatever terrible thing is happening in the world where you're currently listening to this. And not doing it in a tasteful way. Which, let's be honest, if you're writing something like that, I don't know if it would be tasteful to begin with. I guess to round it out, I'll say in a, in general, any kind of really traumatic thing like war or real life situations like that, you, you got to be classy with them. You, you gotta, you're playing with fire a little bit there. Just, just, just be a little careful with them. Just, just be a little careful with them. Yeah, don't be a stupid dumb baby. Don't be smelly. Don't be stinky. Don't be a dumb, stupid dipshit. Yeah. Play it Play it smart and make sure to, uh, if at all, if anything goes wrong, if you go, okay, maybe I should, you know, maybe is this going too far? Is this, would this make someone uncomfortable? If you're thinking about that, maybe you should get someone to like read your work before you put it out there. In the words of Jacob, don't be a stupid bitch. Yeah. Don't say cock dick ballin' and throw it out onto the internet. Uh, Be a smart person. I mean, you just did that, Michael. I'm, I, uh, we're not really leading by example here, are we? What do you mean? You, you just said cock dick ballin'. God damn it. God, God fucking... God damn it! It's over. It's over. We can't recover. Just cut the tape. Cut the tape.